Producer Doug here. I just want to talk about Pop Culture Classroom. They are the ones that put on Denver Comic Con, and we want to help support them so that we can keep bringing you all this amazing audio, such as panels and interviews from Denver Comic Con. So let's get right into it. Pop Culture Classroom inspires a love of learning, increases literacy, celebrates diversity, and builds community through the tools of popular culture and the power of self-expression. They envision individuals transformed by the educational power of popular culture who create diverse, inclusive, and engaged communities. They provide quality service to kids and communities, respect, inclusive, and diversity, uh, quality of opportunity, alternative approaches to education, and they recognize each person's intrinsic dignity and importance through open communication, responsibility, and honesty. Did I sound like I read that off the website? I absolutely did, because... Well, I did. I want to get everything right for them because they are fantastic. I recommend going to their website and donating just to keep them going. This fantastic program, plus everything to do for the community, uh, literacy, respect, and of course, Denver Comic Con, so we can bring you all of this stellar guests and panels and Q&As and interviews. So remember, go to popcultureclassroom.org, click on the donate, or just take a spin around their website and check it out. And now, on with the show. And 
and uh, PJ Harzma, and we did it with a bunch of um, sci-fi um, guests that come to all of these things, celebrities, and it was about cons, and about a guy who's a con man, he's a man who comes to cons. Uh, and it's similar to my story, except his career just takes a dive after, like if, after Firefly and never worked again, and became obscenely bitter. And uh, he wants to be famous, and he is at cons, uh, but he doesn't realize he's famous, so he's a, he's a jackass. And uh, while we went, we were able to go first we crowdfunded, and, and anybody here who helped that, thank you very much. We raised $3.2 million, and we made the show, and we made uh, some comic books, and uh, app, a uh, game uh, to play, and, uh, and so anyway, we had fans in the show, playing fans, and uh, I went to a lot of cons while I was doing it to, I don't know, promote it, to, to see people, we were just in that world the whole time, so I, I guess I kind of got deeper and deeper into the convention world. That, that's what changed. Is I have a lot more personal relationships with uh, people that I who are I was introduced to as Firefly fans or you know different different fans and stuff over the years that then became you know friends and closer to some of the people who got into the show. Trisha Helfer had to make out with her. <laughs> Favorite cat, and then after that came out, I was like, Ugh. 
was really him in life. Um, but the character is a real person, it should be said. If you don't know the movie, the character is really was a true person, and all the awful things I said, he said them, and there were like journalists, you know, reporters, sports writers in the just there in the stands going, get this down. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, this, 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 so it was uh, it was nuts. Do you pr do you prefer being uh, more of a hero or more of a villain? Mm. A hero is more fun these days, but a villain is fun too. I, it's, a villain is harder. Yeah. Yeah, so. because it takes more concentration. Um, not that I'm a hero in real life, but any hero I'm playing is kind of a dorky guy or somebody who's like a little, he's not a straight up like a cat and mouth type of, you know, I'm the guy who accidentally is heroic, I think, you know, if, if ever I am. Uh, I'm a big damn hero. What? You're her hero. Oh. <laughs> What? What? Wash rules? Guys, you can't cackle them the whole time. Oh. I'm easily distracted. Yeah, we're going to do questions in the room. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I guess, I, you know, when I did um, uh, Dawes, which I played a show, and I was uh, Alpha the villain. And uh, he's hyped, 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 hyped the whole season, first season, and then he shows up. And uh, I get introduced as Stephen Kepler, who has like, uh, he has agoraphobia, he doesn't leave his house, he grows pot plants, and he's uncomfortable, and um, doesn't want to get hurt at all, and dangerous. He doesn't like going downstairs because they don't, they don't have risers. Especially yeah. grab them by the ankles, and um, then I turn into a guy who cuts up people's faces and uh, kills people. And I was having a blast up until I started killing people. And then I had like, oh, I'd have to like sit away from everybody and really kind of concentrate and not stay in character, but kind of stay in a headspace. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you started out doing theater. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you miss it? Do you ever think about it? Um, I... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's immediacy. It's my first love. It's, it's, you know, I think it's what a lot of people... I don't know, maybe not. Where I grew up in Texas, so that, that was what was there. Was Texas here. I was in, uh, you know, in school. I, I, didn't, I wasn't like a kid actor. I just acted in middle school, started acting in middle school, and did plays, school plays, and things like that. So that's, that was my first introduction to acting. So, you know, there's, there's the romance of it. It's the hardest one to do, but it is uh, very rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Tanya Maslani's in a play in New York right now. I just saw that, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that's something to go check out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Off, off Broadway in the show, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like 10 other people. <laughs> They're probably all there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've done a lot of work for Disney recently. What's it like working for, for Disney? It's been very cool. Uh, I've, like the animated stuff, uh, when I did Kate Kane, uh, yes, I'm the boys, okay. I didn't ask, no one else. Absolutely, anyway. 
when I did that one, then uh, we went riding to Frozen, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you come? Uh, why don't you come do this?" Because some of the same artistic people were working on that, and so I did the Geocaprice tune, and then that that movie did very well. And they're like, "You're our good luck charm." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, Frozen would have sucked without me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the whole point. Oh, the linchpin. Not that boy. Uh, yeah, what? <laughs> Not a lot of Duke of Wesselton stuffed animals out there. Uh, stuffed, uh, whatever. Toys. Yeah. Never, never get a pop. Anyway, whatever. Oh. <laughs> it's because then they gave me a job in the Hero 6. Uh, I played um, uh, Alistair Cray, uh, who was a villain. I, I became their, like their, I was a, a red herring because you're like, ah, the Duke of Wesselton is the evil, you know what to do. She's evil. And then it turns out the other guy's so evil. And then, uh, same thing, Alistair Cray is the bad guy, and it turns out the other guy's the bad guy. And then I was in, oh, Z Zootopia. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's Duke. Then I was Duke Weasel. And, and yeah, you have a donut copper, he's a weasel. And uh, then I was, oh, Baka! <laughs> and I'm gonna be in Rocket Rock 2. And so, yeah, it comes out in November. Um, it is fun. Uh, yeah, that's been really cool. And then I guess Star Wars is Disney too, right? Yeah. That was fun. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, K2, right? Yes, K2. Um, awesome. uh, was is so beloved, and I, I feel like a lot of the more uh, beloved uh, characters recently have been the androids. Um, Phoebe Waller Briggs's character right. and Solo also. Why do you why do you think they connect so much with people? I think they always have. You know, um, you know, R2D2 and C3PO. I mean, I think I love C3PO, but like in real life, come on. <laughs> you had that guy around? Not at a party. I've met him. <laughs> we have a fun rivalry, me and Anthony. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a story I've told a lot of times. Have you heard it? No. Okay, so if you have one, everybody's been with me. After, um, uh, he saw me on set. I met him on set. Like, hey, the and it's really hush hush because he was in it. You know, right at the end. And nobody's supposed to know that he's going to be in it. And I came up and I was like, "Hi, I'm playing a droid, K2SO." And he goes, "I, I, right. I heard about you. You're the droid. So, <laughs> do you wear a costume? Are you in the droid uh, costume, or do you motion capture it?" Oh. And I said, "I, I motion capture." You shit. <laughs> I wear stilts that are kind of uncomfortable. Is that something? Just robot hands. And they got it so easy. Yeah. And then when it was the, the premiere, I was walking down the aisles until at night, and I was sitting right in the aisle. And I said, Tommy goes, I'll give you, I said, I'll give you, and he goes, I'll give you notes at the end of. <laughs> I said, I said, great, please. Uh, I look forward to it. And then I sat down, and afterwards, the movie, we were at the party, and uh, I see him, and he, 
kind of squares off and comes over and gives me a hug and my ear goes, fuck you. <laughs>
it's harder, and so because it's harder, there's a bigger payoff uh, to it. Uh, also, with a lot of um, uh, voiceover, I'll forget I did it, like like cartoons and stuff. Phineas and Ferb. I don't think I did that. Or I'll hear my voice and be like, that was you. Play it again. Um, uh, this is, okay, so this is from Cat's Paw, C-A-T's Paw, Chelsea Hayes by the cat's paw at outlook.com. She's made an amazing thing here. It says, it's okay, I'm a leap on the wind. Uh, it's like, wood. Uh, I can't hang this in my house. <laughs> I've got too many things. Uh, my, I've, I've been asked to clear some of my things out. Okay, I've got so many things about you in your house and then it becomes a All right, we have a question over here. Well, I want to say thank you for coming back. To Denver. Hey, my pleasure. And the last time you were here, you brought a bunch of stuff in your hotel room. Right. And I was just wondering what exciting you have today. Yeah. Um, was anybody else here like, go but I don't know where it is. For anything you say. But it was just so much fun. Did you get a room key? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have what I wanted. It was for my room. Um, uh, anyway, I'll just give you this instead. Look, this is um, from uh, Big Hero 6. When I first voiced Alistair Craig, they had like pictures of your characters up on the wall, the first drawings of them, and I stole it, and then it was, the floor. It was just ripped. So here's a piece of crap. Over here? Yeah, over here? Of like an Ed Wynn style? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When, when I got the uh, job, or when I, I, I did a read through first, and I was told by my agent that I've just convinced Disney that you can do an Ed Wynn impersonation. <laughs> Please tell me you can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and that, so that's where it started. It kind of, and there's a lot of that in there. But then it became there's a little Charles Nelson Riley in there in moments. There's some uh, Jerry Lewis moments. Uh, and so, and, uh, there's some uh, Ruth Gordon moments uh, from the way she ha. Anyway, uh, this is. I was just in Japan. I think this is a train schedule. Come on, Japanese. <laughs> You're ever there. Yes. Alan? Yes. Awesome as always. Yes. Love your panels. Thank Con you. Dan, first two seasons. Hey, what is your 
favorite scene? Oh. Into the first season with uh, Milo Ventimiglia and Nolan North. Uh, I just like how it turned out is that it's us and El Regina Torres, I should say. Uh, it's also in it, and it's, uh, it's based on the actual, uh, when I did Halo uh, 2, with Nate and Kelly, no, Halo 2. <laughs> Less of a gap, yeah. <laughs> I believe Halo 2, what was that about? Anyway, uh, Halo 3, I did it in New York, I recorded in New York, Nate recorded in LA, we got back together, I was like, what was it like? He's like, you know, it was cool, it was a cool day, going, follow me this way, you got on the run, take that. And I said, this bullshit, because mine were, ow! <laughs> <laughs> that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> yeah, let's hide. And, uh, so it's a scene based on that, where my character is being forced to change from buzzsaw to like, uh, I forget, buzzsaw to, I don't know. He has a, he's got a gunshot wound to the rectum. <laughs> He's dying. And he has, you know, like, I fell on my keys. Like, what? So bad. I'm allergic to nuts. Um, here you go. This is a, uh, of course, this is a, a hand wipe from uh, Japan. Uh, season three. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe. I've got some. I've got some other ideas, but. God. <laughs> that show, because it's basically two people making it. I know it seems there's a lot more people, but there's two of us who make that show. I told my wife, what if I did a season three? And it wasn't good. <laughs> she, she wouldn't stand in the way or anything, but maybe it did. But you'll see. It'll be a thing. We'll see. There'll be a thing. We'll see. <laughs> No spoilers, we'll see. Alright, question over here, on the left. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, uh, very inspiring voice actor. Uh, it's Thank great. Um, I mentioned earlier was Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball, and as a child, that was one of my favorite movies. Could we get a good gyar? Yeah. <laughs> Here's a Rolling Stone. That is my address. Hi, Alan. Um, so I was wondering, you've been in so many different uh, types of acting, voice acting, uh, live acting, and everything. And I was wondering, what type of genre was your, was your favorite? And if you're being like, typecast now as a certain type. I've, I've always been kind of a type, I guess. I, you get, no. <laughs> My type is no type. <laughs> the first job I ever did was a play, uh, no, but, but it was a play in New York called uh, Bunny Bunny, where I played 20 characters. It was really cool. Uh, they were very short characters, small characters, mainly two people in the play. It was their story, and I played everybody else. So I would come on, and I'd be this guy who talked to him about this thing, and then I'd run off stage and just have a little scene, and I'd go off stage and change, and come back on as, Gil, uh, as her friend. Who's there? I she just lost her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to deal with that, and then I'd come back on his French white hair and did this thing or that thing, and uh, so that's kind of what I do still. That's, you know, 
I feel like a lot of times we're like, who's, who are going to get to do this? Talk to me. <laughs> I think you can do that accent or whatever. <laughs> this is a cool one. This one, I, I, it's completely beat up, but it, it's part of a schedule, a, a shooting schedule. Castro's Moon, these things are all not what they were really were. <laughs> Because it was all secretive, because it was Star Wars Rogue One. Spears had spaghetti in them, uh, so whenever they exploded and they would explode, it would just be like 
splinters everywhere. And then also people breaking their arm. I mean, who doesn't love that? Uh, <laughs> just the stunts were crazy. I mean, I like the whole atmosphere of the Red Fair, certainly, but I bet it before oh. Nice Tale. Yeah. Um, yeah. So probably a Red Man series coming? <laughs> <laughs> Um, are, are we doing a signature for that? It was an off-mic question, so I'm not sure. I don't want to encourage the off-mic questions. Yeah, so, you know. Then we can go to the next question. You know, yeah, here we go. Um, uh, yeah, here, here, let me give you, this is an off-mic question gift. <laughs> this is where the room key comes out. Also about a knight's tale. Yes. I wanted to know with um, the character of Watt, he is so short-tempered and um, looked kind of exhausting. And I was wondering, um, was there anything you used to channel that rage in your acting? Living in Prague for five months <laughs> in 2000. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm from Texas. <laughs> There's rage there. <laughs> Home, Homer on the Rage. Um, this is a paper source holiday hedgehog kit. <laughs> sort of, you put together some little hedgehog uh, things. Tis the season. Kind <laughs> of, not at all. But enjoy that. Um, <laughs> question right here in the middle. So I want to know what your favorite play is and if you have been in it. Oh, ah. No. <laughs> um, I enjoyed, the play that I enjoyed most doing. Hmm. Oh, uh, Okay. There's one called Canada by George Bernard Shaw, and I got to play this character named Eugene Marchbanks, who's smarter than everybody, and maybe so smart just to say the lines. And so, that's amazing. You get to be way smarter than you are and poetic and just say some of those beautiful things. And it's crazy. It's insane. Uh, so that was the most fun I ever had. Nobody saw it. It was, uh, it was I mean, people saw it, but it was a Yale rep in like 1998. Um, but then I did Spam a lot. My guys were massive and big, and I, I got the best job on Broadway because Hank Azaria had done the role. He was the guy to do Lancelot. It's Lancelot, French Taunter, because uh, you do multiple roles, French Taunter, the um, knight who says me, and Tim the Enchanter. And they, he had to leave right after they won the Tony. Like they came to New York, won the Tony on a, on a Monday, he left on a Tuesday. And ah, there it was! All of the original cast and this guy. And, uh, Mike Nichols was around directing it, Eric Idle was there. Like they did all the work of going to Chicago in the wintertime and putting it together and brought it to New York and put it up. And then I just stepped on after all the hard work and went, this is amazing. We get uh, standing ovations every night. This is nice. People really like us. I really, yeah, it's really great. Um, 
This is a receipt for some jockey underwear. <laughs> oh, sorry. My wife bought it. You can see it's her name there. Shipped to Ray Nearly. Nice. Here's my character in Conman. Um, I did not. Okay, well, okay. There's a joke on here. This was a joke. <laughs> Bikini underwear. And my favorite, a seam-free pong. <laughs> Just use your imagination. Was that 
Yes. Improvise whatsoever your reaction to. Did you get free uh, reign to do what you pleased? Right. Um, uh, yeah, a, a lot of that. Uh, Frank Oz directed that, who is, among other things, he's a great director, but he also did Yoda, which I feel like some people here probably know about that character. Uh, he's so many. Anyway, he was amazing, and uh, he and I basically mapped out what the high was. Like, here's where it peaks, here's where it comes down, this is before time, this is all this. Um, and then there were all these moments in the script where they'd say, cut to Simon, and he's high. It's a guy. Oh. Okay, let's sort that. Like, what does this mean? Because we can't have the same thing. And he would like would be on set. And he's like, okay, so it needs to be in this part of the set. And I'm like, great. And I like found the bushes and stuck my head in the bushes, and that was looked really funny because my head just disappeared. And um, that's how you know, like, I'm like, can I just? It needs to be something else where I just suddenly go dark. And anyway, yes, the answer is yes. This is another dollhouse uh, comic. This is so cool. I mean, I don't know. I found them in the drawer. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another question over here on the left. Uh, so we've talked about your slew of voice acting for the Disney movies, um, specifically Frozen, Big Hero 6, and Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out in January. I was curious if you could let us know if you happen to help with any of the voice acting. What is that? Kingdom Hearts. It's a video game, and no. all three of those movies are specifically going to be in there, so I was just wondering if you could do something for it. Don't. No. no. <laughs> but here, let me give you a uh, headshot of uh, Mindy Sturman. <laughs> <laughs> That like, looks like some 90s hair going on early 90s. I'd say, like, let's say like a 93. 93 or something. Ray Neely is building some credits, right? Huh? Is Ray Neely building some credits? Ray Neely has, oh, Ray Neely had a great credit. So Ray Neely was the actor that, in, in comment. Um, in Rogue One, Ray Neely was in Rogue One until he ended up on the cutting room floor. Um, yeah, he played, I got to play a pilot who. Uh, there's the lock of, of that, that they had to build. They closed the lock on the, on the, on the planet. And um, I was the last ship through. And I, I you know, we got to get it closed. But it, it was kind of, I should have blown up. And I did blow Anyway, it got cut in the rewrite. So, but that's so right nearly. <laughs> it's perfect. I wish my character in, I, I, I have a little bit of everything. Huh? You should be cut out of all the great franchises. Exactly. Uh, I have a little bitty cameo in Deadpool. And I really wish I, that, that should have been a Rainier the credit. Because they're like, hey, do you want to do Deadpool? Or, yes. You know, it's, it's, it's small. It's a little, little, little bitty cameo. But you're doing it with Josh Brolin and Matt Damon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I show up and Matt Damon's in a fat suit and he's completely unrecognizable. <laughs> that is a rainy other moment. Yeah. Like you're going to be on screen with Matt Damon and he's going to look nothing like Matt Damon. <laughs> and I think his, his credit is Dickie Summers or something like that. I don't need to sign that up. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, got another Mindy okay, Sterling here. Right. Right. Um, this is more. like 97. Nice. Just one? Yeah. <laughs> we have time for another question. Um, over here on the right. 
Alan, um, fellow Texan, um, I am asking if to the right. Over, so, yep. um, I'm asking if being from Texas helped inspire some of your character in Firefly. Yeah, this is a Western, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, yes and no. I mean, I was that guy in Texas where. <laughs> When everybody's like, let's, let's buy them, you know? And I'm like, let's not find them. <laughs> really just get out of here and have a, yeah, that's one option. Let's go with option B. Let's start there. Uh, so I was that, you know, I was a smart ass, and that's who he was in that situation. There were a lot of tense situations in Texas. <laughs> when you're a smart ass in Texas, and you're small. Oh, it doesn't go People are like, what are you looking at? Nothing? No, not that. Uh, <laughs> oh, good answer. Uh, this is a Comment t-shirt. Uh, rather long, but uh, I think you can still get these on the website. Uh, but there you go. Cheers. Thank you. Um, well, let me get, yeah. One more question. Oh, sorry, one more question. I have a t-shirt. Because the t-shirt's on. Thank you for coming out here. It's a great pleasure. Thanks, man. Truly um, my pleasure. No, your pleasure. It's so much pleasure. It might be my phone. Go on. So I was wondering, um, Tucker and Dale and Chris Siegel, what was your favorite death scene? The wood chipper. Uh, it's also, also the, uh, the, the sheriff. Uh, because he does the tumble out of the house and then just comes up with that two by four with all his crooked nails sticking out of his head, just staggering towards camera. And then he goes up, oh my God, it's my favorite. So all the kids are screaming in the car, they're screaming in the car, and he opens the door and he goes, I got this, right? And he takes the one, the one way to get help, which is the CV, and he goes, and rips the CD out of the truck and ruins it. Uh, here's a t-shirt. This is a Serenity t-shirt. Or Spectrum. Spectrum. Spectrum t-shirt. Maybe. Thank you. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and no applause, just the clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.